Carolina Outdoors is now in session. Come on in. The listening is fine. Hi, everyone. I'm your host, Bill Barty. How many of us remember that trip back before we were married, had a job, had a mortgage, had children? A part of life is going through these different periods in life and celebrating them with a part of us yearning to recreate and share them with others. Marty Allhout did a Western trip of the United States back in 1972. He was single with buddies and had a self-described best time of my life. Fast forward a dozen years, a job, a wife, and five children later in 1994, and Marty decides and begins to plan a multi-week epic Western Rockies trip for seven. He took notes, and 25 years later, his daughter, Grace Lye, found them and began to piece it into the newly published book, Tent for Seven. They both join me now here on the Carolina Outdoors. Marty, Grace, welcome. Thank you. It's good to be here. It's great to be here. Thanks, Bill. It's great to have you. And Marty, we're going to start with you. You worked for IBM for over 30 years, then as an independent educator traveling around the world. You've done 44 countries, all 50 states. So it's safe to say you are worldly. However, back in 1994, as the patriarch and planner of of the family, Tell us about the planning and logistics and the inspiration for taking your family out on this Rockies trip in 1994. Well, I wish I could say it was inspiration. I'm I'm not sure it was just a wild idea, more so than inspiration, Bill. But I, I had from my earliest ages, I had been attracted to the mountains, and I just always thought. I would like to spend time in the mountains. The fascination, the power, the majesty. Now, you know, living in Cincinnati, there weren't a whole lot of mountains around. So it really wasn't until that trip that you mentioned a moment ago with my buddies out west where we really got in to the Rocky Mountains and spent 10 weeks. Uh, and it was just a, a, just a soul-changing experience, you know, living in the forest and the hiking to the waterfalls and the mountaintops. And I just, uh, at the time, I thought, I'm going to dedicate my life to this. I'm going to become a park ranger and do this for the rest of my life. Well, listen, that 1972 trip, our listeners out there know that a buddy trip, a friend trip, uh, and for the ladies out there, a girl's trip is a total different story than five children and your wife, who was a nurse, so that was good. Marty, you did really well there. But from, from 1972 to 1994, um, tell us about the differences in planning those two trips. And I'm going to help you out a little bit. I bet in 1972, with a buddy's trip, there may not have been a lot of planning. There were some lapses in execution <laughs> uh, <laughs> that played a big part in a lot of things that happened on that trip. <laughs> we uh, well, the van wasn't particularly ready for for thirteen thousand miles, and it went about five hundred before we spent the three days in the garage um, and half our money <laughs> in the first two or three days. Um, but uh, when we when it came time to taking the family out west, my wife uh, yes. not only is a nurse, she she's a master project manager, and and she let me pretend like I was in charge and and at the high level, but she she gets all the credit for the legwork and getting. Uh, all the planning, the real planning, uh, the 
putting stuff together, getting the sleeping bags, going over to Jesse Brown and getting the tent for seven, after which the book is named. Um, and, and it was kind of relegated to me just to put the itinerary in place and sort of stand back. Uh, so thank goodness, because we'd have had the same issues that we had 20 years earlier if it hadn't been for her. Yeah, and well, well, the book, of course, has just been out a few short weeks, Tent for Seven, and you were on the tour, including an appearance at Jesse Brown's uh, via Storytellers Night at Jesse Brown's. That's Thursday, September 21st uh, uh, at 6 o'clock. Both you and Grace are going to be on hand with book. But talk to us uh, a little bit about the trip. Uh, we're going to delve into it with Grace talking about uh, how the book came about. But talk to us a, a little bit about the trip um, because you it was a saga of a trip. You had the ups that a trip can deliver, but you also had the downs that really come as a surprise. It's all in the book there. But talk to us about the ups and downs of a trip, especially when you and your wife have five young children along with this, and for our listeners out there to the Carolina outdoors, when you land in uh, in the um, airport out in Seattle, you land with 21 pieces of luggage coming off that plane, just to give an idea of the concept of, of the trip undertaking that you're having really just with your family. Well, we, we, you could bring seven or three pieces of luggage per person, uh, times seven of us, so there was 21 uh, bags worth of stuff, uh, and we could barely get it into the 15-passenger van, but we, <laughs> we, got, we got it all loaded in, uh, and, and we headed up into British, well, British Columbia to start with. And, and, and uh, you know, in, in the summary, we have 16 wonderful days. There was a lot of wonderful things that happened. It's such a gorgeous country. Yes. Huge mountains, jagged peaks, uh, forests, waterfalls. Um, so we had all the good things that we had anticipated. What we hadn't anticipated was some of the uh, some of the mishaps. Um, you know, we had t- we've been camping for 20 years, Bill, and we really had not had anything serious happened you know yes. we nothing ever sent us <laughs> way off track but it, it all apparently had saved up for this one trip and it <laughs> it started off what well, actually started off a year ahead of time before we we were supposed to take off in 93 and about uh, a month before we were supposed to leave i tore my acl in a little pickup basketball game so that that blew the trip out of the water for the first year maybe we should have gotten a, a hint from that but we, we went a year later and Little things, you know, when we went to pick up the van, the van wasn't working and it was falling apart and they wanted extra money. So we got past that. And later in the day, I lost my, my hiking boots. So I was left with a, <laughs> one pair of gym shoes and it's hard to find a pair of 14s when you're out in the wilderness. So <laughs> little things. Our, our bags started popping as we were going up to higher elevations. And then we realized we were in record heat. It hadn't been this hot in the Northwest in recorded history. And it was dry. It was forest fires, and it was so crowded. Um, we had hoped to get away from the crowds in the Canadian wilderness. On the very first day of uh, camping, we encountered not one bear, but two bears. And, oh. you know, a bear encounter can be fun, but we're talking a giant bear coming out of the woods while we were incapacitated, let's say, and um, scared the dickens out of us. Um, and then it got a little more serious. We started we started running into some cam- contaminated water that we didn't know was contaminated until we had consumed it. And then we had a pretty serious accident 
um, which, you know, my wife uh, got kind of cut up pretty badly, and we had to take her to the hospital, and we weren't sure how that was going to turn out for a while. Um, she luckily recovered uh, a little bit. We were able to proceed. Uh, and one of the first things that happens after that, we're taking a hike, and we run <laughs> into a grizzly bear on the hike. Wow. Which, uh, you know, another terrifying experience. Um, and you describe all of this in the book, Tent for Seven, but with all of those ups and downs, M- Marty, what is uh, the most memorable for for you on those trips? If you could claim one thing, the beauty or the disaster of a trip, especially a multi-week, uh, multi-thousands-of-miles trip like this, what what is your takeaway, um, especially as you're making the notes that, uh, became the book, and we're going to talk to Grace a bit about that. You know, Bill, the, the takeaway um, is really more to do with the whole purpose that a trip was uh, was a family bonding, and, mm. and that really was sort of the backbone of all of our camping trips. Um, it was a way for us to spend time together, to experience things together. I think you know, some of the strongest bonds that people form over time, whether it's a family or whether it's a work group, is, is when you, you go out and really experience some significant activities together. And that was working for us for the several years we went camping. And even on this trip, like I mentioned at the beginning, we had some very beautiful, yeah, more you can't find more gorgeous scenery. And we had some great hikes and, and some neat little ice cave experiences and things. At the end of the day, I think the fact that so many things really did go wrong and and people came from out of nowhere uh, multiple times through the trip and helped us in situations where we might not have been okay with, um, without some folks helping us. Oh, yeah. You and had, it, had some uh, uh, people, uh, I guess, on the Appalachian Trail, they call them trail angels that kind of bubbled up and and help the, the, your trip along a little bit. And, of course, hats off to you, Marty, because you took the notes along the trip that became the book, Tent for Seven. And, of course, here on the Carolina Outdoors, we encourage people to make notes, have a fishing log, have a hiking log, have a journal of some degree to, to write down the memories. And, Marty, you did that along the way, um, which turned into this beautiful memoir of a, of a family book. Marty Elhout is the voice that you hear right there. We're going to bring his daughter on, Grace Lye. And Grace, everything I said about Marty as far as being a traveler and being an adventurer and all of that, your resume um, has similarities in experience. You've worked for the White House, the CIA. You've lived abroad in Europe, Middle East, and Asia with over 30 countries visited, including Mongolia, Vietnam, Morocco. But, Grace, way back then in 1994, you were just a teenager. Tell, yeah. We just heard Marty's kind of uh, lay of the land in regards to preparation, planning, and and then uh, making the trip happen. But what are your memories of that epic family trip back in 94? Well, some of the memories it's kind of embarrassing because back then i loved to fly and so honestly just the plane ride out west was one of the highlights for us we we really didn't we never flew anywhere growing up we were always driving places so the plane ride actually was a very big deal uh that was very exciting 
which I hate flying now. So I find it ironic that <laughs> that, that part was so fun for us. But I think the things that I remember most about the trip, and it's interesting because I was 14 at the time, so I was pretty oblivious to what to how serious some of the the extent of some of the things that happened really were. Um, but so for me, I just remember how incredibly beautiful Canada is. I just that was the thing that probably stuck with me the most was how just how outstandingly beautiful Canada is, and. I will say, having written the book and reading all of my dad's notes and finding out a whole lot more details that just I was not even paying attention to, I think as an adult, one of the things that I that I now think um, is the most beautiful part of the story is the people who showed up and helped us. And some people just showed up and they, you know, there were little things that they did, but there were other people who showed up and just the extent of their generosity has really stuck with me. So uh, I want to get to the book and, and talk about its creation, but st- stick on that part because um, um, that trip happened and you're saying what stuck with you, but then you have, and Marty as well, have done trips after that, whether it be uh, uh, recreationally or professionally. Were there lessons learned in how people treat people on that trip um, that you've taken through your life and how you treat people on your trips, or if you see someone who may be having a trip of a lifetime, or maybe someone who is in distress in how you react to eyewitnessing and observing that in your behaviors? Yeah, well, one of the things, um, there was one family in particular on this trip who basically opened their home to us, and I won't go into all the details, but their act of kindness was just enormous. And I remember when she was opening her home to us and talking to my dad about, you know, letting us come and stay with them, my dad was overwhelmed because there were, there were, she also had four kids. So there's going to be like nine kids all in one house. And that just sounds like chaos. Um, (laughs) And so, but the thing she said to him was, if my family were out of the country and stranded and there was no one to help us, would you do the same thing for us? Mm. And I think that question has just stuck with me because it really makes you think, would, you know, would you, you know, how far would you go to help out strangers or somebody in need? And how big of an act of generosity would you be willing to do for somebody? Um, And so I, I think that along, along with the other lesson I think I've learned over the years too, is you, you know, for us, it was probably obvious. My mom had just had surgery. And, you know, she had nowhere to go. But a lot of people have internal struggles that you you just really never know what somebody is going through. Um, and so I, I just feel like whether it's obvious and somebody needs help outwardly or inwardly, you really should just, as much as you can, you know, try to be nice and do little, perform little acts of kindness to people, whether you're traveling or just in your community. Grace Lies, the voice you hear right there. I'm Bill Barty, host of the Carolina Outdoors. We're talking about a brand new book out there, Tent for Seven. And we're also talking about their appearance at Storytellers Night at Jesse Brown's. It's Thursday, September 21st at 6 o'clock. Come hear your neighbor's adventure. We have three 20-minute stories. Tom Blocker's telling the story Fast Lane, Walter Bridgman, Divine Intervention, and Grace Lie and Marty Allhout 
Tent for Seven. They're our guest right now. And, and Grace, I'm going to take you from a 14-year-old girl on this uh, on this big trip, family trip. And you know what? As an interviewer, I need to get this out of the way because I left it out off with Marty. So, Grace, tell us the ages of your siblings back in 1994. You're 14 years old during the trip. Who else is uh, there, and what are their ages? So, Julie was the oldest. She was 15. I was 14. Molly was 12. My brother, Max, the only boy, was 8. And then Angela, the youngest, was 6. Wow. <laughs> That's what makes it epic. It doesn't matter if you just go to the grocery store yeah, with those exactly. age children, but to go across the country. Uh, Grace, uh, we always are limited on time, but I have to get this because I just put a challenge out there for us to keep journals and notes of our adventures and our trips. Your dad did that. But it wasn't until as a 14-year-old you're on the trip, but now you're a 30-something-year-old uh, young lady. And you are going through his stuff, cleaning up, helping organize, I think, and you found the notes from this trip. How does a book happen from those notes? Yeah, well, that's a good question. Um, I knew that my dad had written everything down after the trip for therapeutic purposes. Um, But, you know, I was 14, 15. I I wasn't really interested in my dad's (laughs) therapy or what he was doing. (laughs) So it was when I was in my 20s that I thought, you know, I know somewhere there's a binder in here with all of these notes. And so I finally found it, and I read everything, and I was just fascinated. And to be honest, I think the thing that I found the most fascinating was he had kept notes of his trip when he was in his 20s, which they started to call the West Trip. And I had never heard of that trip. And some of the stories and the things, as you can imagine, five oh, guys yeah. in their 20s out West. <laughs> yes. uh, I, I mean, I was calling. I'm like, did you really do this? Did this really happen? And um and apparently, yes, like all, the, you know, it did. So it was really those stories that motivated me to want to turn those stories and then our story into a book. Well, it is a wonderful balance. Uh, Tent for Seven is a wonderful balance of that because it does utilize that 1972 trip. Uh, the stories are in there as well as the 1994 trip and uh, by Marty Allhout and his daughter Grace Lye uh, here on the Carolina Outdoors. And Grace, I'm going to, uh, I look forward and invite all of our listeners to come out and hear you and your dad both at Jesse Brown's at Storytellers Night. Again, it's September 21st at Jesse Brown's. Attendance is, well, it's free. So everyone can come uh, and hear your story and hopefully pick up a book tent for seven maybe two because grace i think you and marty both will be signing the books as well after afterwards yes we will well with that being said i do want to read this because this was in the book and this is marty's these are marty's words but um as far as adventuring and being outdoors i will always love it i am thankful for every adventure i've ever had for every crazy story i can tell for every mountain i have climbed every stream I've crossed, and every night I've spent out in the woods. But most of all, though, I am thankful for my family, for the love they have shown, every laugh we have shared, every obstacle we have overcome, and every incredible experience we have had together. They have, by far, been my greatest adventure. And that sums up 
kind of what the outdoors and adventure can bring to us, even in the bad times as well as in the good times. The words from Marty Olhout kind of sums it up. And uh, these are from the book, Tent for Seven. Marty and Grace, thank you so much for your time and joining us here on the Carolina Outdoors. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you, Bill. We look forward to seeing you over at Jesse Brown's on September 21st. Off we go, but just for a moment, I'm going to be back on the other side to wrap up this edition of the Carolina Outdoors.